Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. And welcome to our show, Nameless. And today we um, are in our beautiful castle hanging out and we have an awesome interview with Zeb from Tribal Seed. He's currently with Tribal Seed, but he's done and been many other places. His resume is a mile long. <laughs> oh, man. He sent it over to us uh, via email, and I was like, dang, he's been so many places. He's played with so many people. I think there was like, oh, my gosh, like over what, over 150 artists or something yeah. like that. And then, like, he's been to, like, 70 different countries to play. And he even said, like, when you see his interview that he's been a lot more than that now because that stuff he sent us was, like, Five years ago. Yes. In the last five years, it has increased just the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've so. seen him play. Well, we've seen him play with, like, at least five other people just this year. Yes. He also so plays with, like, Dan Kelly. Mm-hmm. And he's done, like, the house bands for places. I mean, he tells a bunch of it himself. Yeah. So it'll be good to dive into the interview and let you guys hear it. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> we are here with Zeb from Travel Seeds. Hello. What's happening? What's up? He needs a better introduction than that because... I don't know. That was pretty good. He has a list this long. Well, okay, but if it were, like, before jousting, I'd have to, like, unscroll some shit. Well, unscroll some shit. Let's go. All right. he uh, has been to over 50 countries. He has done this and that. Straight to the point. Really, the fanfare. It's all good. And, well, there's a little bit of fanfare because we're pretty stoked. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. And we get to pick his brain about being in the music industry since 1994. Been a long time. Did a lot of things even before I was in travel seas I'm sure we'll talk about and uh, I don't know I'm just grateful and blessed to still be doing it. So right now what are you doing? Um, right now we're doing a show tonight I'm on the road with travel seas we're playing at the Riverside Municipal Auditorium. It's mm-hmm. called. I don't tonight. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. We're doing Reggae Rise Up in Vegas tomorrow we have a couple more shows in Arizona for this run. Um, and then we have a single that's coming out. It's called Tempest. It's coming out on Friday. So oh, we have cool. a new single coming out again. Tomorrow? Friday? Next Friday. Oh, okay. Next Friday. Next Friday, yeah. So keep your eyes out. It's called Tempest. I think y'all are going to dig it. That's Heck cool. Yeah. You I'm, drive out tonight? Yeah, we leave out tonight. We're going to Vegas, yeah. So, so straight from here, you go to Vegas. Tomorrow you guys play, and then... We go to uh, Phoenix and Flagstaff. It's just a short run that we're doing right now. Oh, okay. Because we just got off the road with Dirty Heads. I know we have a lot of Dirty Heads fans here. Right, what up? See, what up? (laughs) So we just got off the road with them for their summer tour with Soja and Article Sound System and Elevators and Travel Seeds. Yeah, and you guys were everywhere, too. Yeah, it was really hot. Yeah? Yes. So (laughs) hot, dude. Oh, my God. Y'all don't know, like, the summer tour is, like, rough. Like, outdoor amphitheaters is pretty pretty brutal sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I went to Vegas, and... It hurt. Yeah, it's like a hundred. We I think we did Mesa, Arizona was a hundred and fourteen when we went on stage. Dang. They had like a thermometer there. <laughs> Telling you stage. how hot you are. Yeah, Does like, that make it better or yeah. worse? I think it would make it worse. Like, yeah, it's dang. like hot, really hot hell. You know, whatever <laughs> the, the sun. You know what I mean? So we were around hell. Right. <laughs> Dang, and you can't do misters or anything because you have all your instruments. Um, I mean, you could, but we don't really have that. I don't know. I guess you could. It'd be kind of cool to set that up over the drums, just like a mist. Right? right? It'd be all flowing everywhere. Oh, they have those little fan things you can put around I did. I put wet towels on and, like, just, I don't know, anything. I would, like, wet a towel, put it in the freezer, and just wear mm. it the whole show. Yeah. And stuff like that, but it's still hot. Oh, yeah, that does nothing for the rest of your body. I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm sure the audience was hot, too, so I can't really complain. But playing, I mean, you still can't. Playing no, drums, I'm like, hot. yeah. Playing, <laughs> drums, playing drums in the heat is just hard sometimes, for sure. I definitely got heat stroke at least once. I would it's say. all, is it... As equally hard in the cold? Um, kind of, yeah. When you play like in the snow. Like, like cool I've done enough. stuff at like the X Games and Aspen and stuff. And oh, you're so in the cool. snow. Like, yeah, your hands are all gnarled up because it's cold and you're trying to play a drum. <laughs> Any instrument, really. Yeah. You're going to need to have like, you know, dexterity. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, whether you're hot. I, actually, it's probably harder to play when it's cold, I would think. 
outside. Yeah. Because you just... Start getting all stiff and shaky. You yeah, learn the breathing yeah, yeah. technique that Jared does. Oh, yeah. Well, Jared does ice baths every yeah. morning. Like, you know, full freezing cold. Like, yeah. He's a monster. He goes... And then he jumped into the Lake Tahoe. It was like free... Pretty cold. He just like jumped in the morning, just like psh, you know. Yeah, yeah that he is goes cold. Hard, man. <laughs> I, I can't. I didn't, do I didn't it. get to do the ice bath though. I should have done ice bath. It would have been a good move. We did a, a couple water balloon fights, but that was about it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Ice <laughs> with water. ice in them. <laughs> with ice in them. That sounds hard. Frozen. Some of them sure. <laughs> Big old well. <laughs> it was fun. It was cool. That was a great tour, man. We were stoked to be with those guys, and then we would do like jam sessions. Um, Bird from Soja has like this little drum kit. It's like a trash can. It's like an actual trash can. Uh huh. But it's like modified to be like a little drum set. So all the stuff's in you know, there's little toms, a snare. Oh, how cool. There, you know what I mean? So he'll set it up and we'll do backstage after the show, jam sessions. That's how fun. Um, Dirty Heads guys will come and Travel Seas guys and whoever's with elevators and we just all jam. It's just fun. Yeah. We Those kind of time. things are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, like stuff the, the audience doesn't even get to see the us like, hey, dude, you want to do it tonight? I'd be like, yeah, so we, we call it Bird's Midnight Trash Can Jam. <laughs> it's like, is it on tonight? Is it on? It's on. You know what I mean? would be like, all right, it's on. Yeah. That's cool. That keeps it fun. But that's how, like, a lot of songs happen and then get started, too. Like, yeah. Artists will be like, hey, remember we were jamming with so-and-so, man. Remember that? What do you see? Maybe we should, hey, let's do a collab. Or, you know, like, that's how things happen, too, you know? Yeah. Just from jam sessions. You yeah. might get some next single of yeah. Soja and Dirty Hits together or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever bands, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and sure. it's fun coming from you to hear it because you've played with so many bands and yeah. so many people. Yeah, yeah. I have done a lot. Before I was in Travel Seeds, I did mostly a lot of Jamaican reggae artists. Um, Barrington Levy, Gregory Isaac, Sean Paul, Shaggy, all of them. So I was a backing drummer for years, for like a long time. I, like Not just in America, but we just toured internationally with just different. I would go from one artist to the next artist and, you know. Yeah, I was reading your bio and it was like, you've been yeah, over 60 countries. Yeah, at least probably more play. now. Probably more now, yeah. Dang. So like back then I was out of the country a lot, but mostly international. Yeah. Because reggae in America wasn't... It wasn't really the big thing it is now back then, you know? It was yeah. more like uh, international kind of music. Um, America kind of embraced it, but not like they are now, which is like something that I've got to see. Yes. Being in it all these years, how much American people now embrace reggae. Right. It's awesome, you know what I mean? It's never been this big ever, ever, you know what yeah. I mean? So we always thought maybe it could be one day, you know what I mean? And now it is, so it's like, it's cool to see it, you know? That's one of the things I wanted to ask you because you've been around for so long and you've been part of it this whole time. Not just that you've released music, but you've been deep involved in all of the parts of it. So you've seen it grow and become its own scene in America. Yeah. How do you think it's going to be in the next five years? Like, what kind of growth do you expect out of it? I mean, there's a lot of bands that are coming up, and, like, you know, I think the originality is going to be the key to the longevity of reggae music. I would say, like, for young bands, like, don't try and sound like Revolution, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't try and sound like Tribal Seeds. That's already, they already did that. We've done that, you know what I mean? Like, right. come up with your own sound, taking whatever influences you want from whatever kind of music you want and put it into your music, you know what I mean? And I think that's why a lot of the bands did become popular, because they are unique. Stick Figure's unique. Dirty Heads are unique, Soulja, everybody's voice and their songwriting and, you know, what they're writing about, everything is unique, I think, to, like, all the bands and, you know, and then, you know, there are some bands that are like, hey, I want to sound just like those guys because they're popular. Right. Or, you know, look at how successful they are, like, you know, and that's fine, it's it's cool to take, like, um, influence. Yeah. But you don't want to just do that because it's been done already, you know what I mean? You want to try and do something. That's That was what was special about all... This Cali reggae, whatever they want to call it, you know, scene. Is that like, you know, all these bands kind of were doing their own thing outside of what was really reggae. Right. You know, which was like Jamaican reggae, you know what I'm saying? Mostly, you know, back then. And then, you know, the American bands started going, well, we're going to put our own spin on it. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll put a little rock guitar in it or maybe we'll write a little more folky or we'll, you know, we'll put some hip hop with it, you know, some rap stuff. And you know what I mean? And that's why the it's the spectrum is so large yeah. now. Uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, and you know, I, and a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of reggae purists out there. They're like, if it's not Jamaican reggae, it's not real reggae. And I don't subscribe to that at all because subject matter wise, 
what they're singing about in Jamaica is not relevant to most of the people in America. And in fact, most people in America do not even understand Patois, even understand what most of the Jamaican guys are singing about, you know what right. I mean? So how can they really relate to the lyrics if they don't really understand, you know what I mean? So I think what gave the American reggae edge, because everybody was singing about stuff that in our country was prevalent to things and, you know, stuff that, that we were going through, you know what I mean? Rather than what another country yes. people were going through that you right. can't really relate to unless you were there, you know what I mean? It's conscious music to your current yes, situation. Yes, to, to where, yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? I think there's room for all of it, you know, because I love that and I love this, you know, and I understand why this is popular too, you know what I mean? I understand, like, to me, like, the songwriting in American reggae is is great because it's kind of like takes a lot from classic rock where I came from, like folk music country sometimes, you know? I feel like Stick Figures a band, like Scott kind of writes in a country folk type of way, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And mixes it with reggae, and I think that's why a lot of people like it so much too, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it kind of, like, I don't know, it's, it's like brings you back to those like simple songs of like, you know, the Bob Dylan's and the Johnny Cash and, you know, stuff like that to me, and I think people dig that, you know? Right. So you know, you know your reggae, do you listen to reggae or do you have like a everything. different kind of music that you like? I listen to all kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I grew up on punk rock and classic rock, but like nowadays I like all kind of stuff, man. I like anything from EDM to Motown to like the new, like how we were talking about, the Sincere's and the Sacred Souls and like that whole Chicano oldies, like East LA music. I love all that stuff. Funk music, you know? I'll listen to, I'll pretty much listen to, and the only thing I don't, don't really listen to is jazz. I'm not, not like, yeah. my thing, you know? I respect, <laughs> I respect the musicianship, but it's just, I'm like, all right. Like, and blues is the same to me, kind of like, I'm like, all right, I heard a blues song. Like, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Do you have a musical um, idol, like somebody that that you look up to or that got you inspired? I know um, you were young. You were like eight years old. Yeah, it was first, it was John Bonham, who was a drummer for Led Zeppelin. Probably okay. was like, and then Keith Moon from The Who were like, the, my, when I was a kid, like, uh, Neil Peart from Rush. These guys were like bigger than life to me, you know what okay. I mean? And my mom got me a drum set when I was like nine or whatever for Christmas with the bow on it. Like, you know? Yeah. You come out, there's like a drum set, like a red that's, sparkle. That's cool. And I just sat in my room and I just played. I didn't, you know, a lot of these guys now on the scene, they went to school. And I didn't go to school for music at all. I took drum lessons for like two years when I was three years when I was like nine years old. And that was it. Oh, okay. And then I just sat in my room and played the records, like, all day. I think I was eight. Oh, okay. I played guitar first, because everybody in my family played guitar, so I played guitar for a while. But I was, like, a really young kid. Like, I wanted to play, like, heavy metal. Yeah. Shit. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it made me play, like, this land is your land. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I don't want to play that shit. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't really make the bar chords, you know, that I wanted to play, like, you know, this metal stuff, you know? Okay. And um, I couldn't do it, so I got frustrated. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hyper. I was a skateboarder kid, and I was always hyper and shit. My mom was like, let me get you some drums, like, you know? So you could just smash on it. Oh, yeah, but she, my mom was great. She'd sit in there and listen to me banging away. Like, she would sit in my room and, like, just to listen. had punk rock bands when I was, like, in junior high, and she would sit in the room and go, you guys are really good. She knew it sucked. You know? <laughs> it's terrible. But, she but her being but there she, for you, like, she look where it my got first you. Gig. Um, she was, she'd been in my first gig ever in my life and used to come to all my shows. And uh, I got to play on the Jay Leno Tonight Show one time, so I had front row. My mom got How cool. front row. She was just so stoked to be there. Like, oh, he's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> one day, maybe a Grammy, but I don't know, not yet. <laughs> Hey, that's a goal. You can Soja, say that. Soldier did it. Say well, it now. Yeah. Say it. I'm gonna get a Grammy. I'm gonna get it. Well, I don't care if I even get. It. I just want to get nominated. Okay, so you're gonna even if get I get a nominated. nomination just to show up to the Grammy. Hey, I got nominated. All right, so he's gonna. But get But obviously, nominated. to win it would be great. And I know it doesn't really mean anything in the terms of people are like, oh, it's just bullshit. it means something to you. It means something to any musician. Trust yeah. Me. I don't care who you are. It does because when you first started doing this shit, that was like the pinnacle of like being recognized by your peers. You know. Okay was the grand now it's kind of gotten watered down and whack but well there's still like, pretty cool there's the grammy there's the gold record and the platinum yeah record honestly i'd rather have the platinum record yeah yeah bank account then that grammy award just sits on your right <laughs> yeah <laughs> look at what i got i wear it on my so, neck like a freaking i would have that everywhere play. Play. Yes. <laughs> what time is it oh it's grammy time <laughs> <laughs> Best reggae artist time. <laughs> he just walks by, takes a selfie with it. <laughs> In case I even forgot. Yep. No. I might. But I mean, never know. Who so, 
what so far in your accomplishments, what has been your favorite one that you're super stoked and proud of? Um, that's a hard that's a hard question. Let me see. There's been a lot of recordings. I don't think there's one thing. I think I would say like the body of work that I've done, especially like like live, yes, but like now like recently in the studio, just a lot of um like recordings with different people and different artists. I think that body of work is the most thing that I'm, you know. I wouldn't say like it's like one tour or one you know, artist or, or band or any of that, because music is all, you know. Yeah, it's all of it. It's just a lifestyle. At this yeah, point. I think, yeah, and it's like you either want to do it or you don't want to do it. Um, I am really stoked and happy to play with Travel Seeds now, and I've, you know, so I've been here six years now. So when I started playing with them, I was like, because before them, I was kind of like a backing guy. My band Detour Posse was a backing band for most of the artists. So anytime you went to Bob Marley Day or Reggae on the River and those kind of shows, we were the house band. We would back like seven or eight artists each day. Oh, okay. You know, so if you ever went to any of those big festivals, that's what it was. My band was there, and it was we were we would back other uh, big artists, but we did we had our album out, but it wasn't you know what I mean it never really went anywhere you know what I mean so we just became a backing band. So to actually get in a band like Travel Seeds that has their own music and the fan base that they have and you know the integrity that that Steve and the rest of the guys bring to the music it was like actual being in a band like yeah. I was stoked you know what I'm saying so that meant a lot for me so that's definitely up at the top for sure you know? so in Tribal Seeds you play your own music as a backing band you play seven and eight bands music how do you do that do you have sheet music do you play like a basic I mean, drum line? I, 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 pretty much learn music about when I'm doing other artists like travel seeds we you know spend our time rehearsing and yeah you know sometimes you don't get that luxury with every artist like if, especially if you're doing multiple on like one show you know so like I just have like my way of doing it like if they send me the music and I'll go in my car and just drive just anywhere I'm driving just drive like ingrain it in my brain you know what I mean before mm -hmm. I even go to a rehearsal with them it's like a day or two days just listening over and over and then I'll just make my notes. Um, I don't really read music that well, so I wouldn't call it sheet music. It's more like cheat sheet shit, you know? Yeah, or tabs. How Drum I, tabs. Yeah, <laughs> how I remember it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I try and make detailed notes until I know the stuff by heart. But, you know, you have to, like, separate each band from the next band. And once you're yeah. done with one, you're like, all right, I can forget that. Toss gotta, it. Now I gotta, yeah, now I gotta think about this next artist. That's me with episodes. I'm like, I need... Hold on, I have to turn it off. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. in the moment for Sometimes. that artist or whatever episode. Yeah. And then you gotta shut it off and go next episode. Okay, it's totally different. I gotta. Oh yeah, new artist. And like about interviews, what you just everything. Did. She's like, oh crap, especially if we have like two or three interviews like lined up. We've got them recorded, but we're still yeah. recording the whole episode to go with it. Right, right. She's like, wait. I'm also wait. imagine when you get to the fifth band and your brain is like. Fuck. Well, sometimes you, sometimes your brain's like, damn, there's a lot of shit in here, dude. Like, you know, you're trying to like, oh, how did that ending go? Like, how did, oh, oh, oh where's the bridge? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of get those panic moments sometimes. Yeah. But I like the challenge of it. I always did. Like, I like to be challenged with music. I don't want to be too safe with it, you know? Yeah. Are you ever nervous when you go out on stage? I mean, sometimes, I guess, yeah. Like, I think if you're doing new shit that you just, like, rehearsed like the day before or whatever and like you're not totally comfortable like oh we're just gonna try and see how it goes yeah that's when you kind of get a little nervous you know or sometimes if you're having sound issues like sound check didn't go that great you're like uh then i get a little you know yeah i think mostly it's adrenaline more than nerves maybe yeah you're just like Pumped i did up. although i did the biggest show i ever did was with barrington levy in japan um, was this festival it was eighty thousand people. Dang. Um, in Yokohama Stadium, so it's basically like playing the Super Bowl. You know, people are like, oh, you know, um, Cali Roots and Cali Vibes. No, this is like three times as many people. Dang. In, like in this huge stadium, and like it was pretty daunting. You know what I mean? Like, That's like up you around out, you. Yeah, it's like entire uh, like stadium. Walls like, of yeah, people. Walls. It probably does need eighty thousand. Like Cali Vibes is in, in one day thirty thousand. So it's Dang. more than double that, and that was a shit ton of people. You're there. just looking out from the stage, and you're like, "This." Oh yeah, it was I like, don't think it looked like a picture. Like, mm. yeah, it's pretty surreal. And then you yeah. then you start to get a little nervous, like, "Damn, dude, there's, there's a lot okay, of fucking yeah. people here." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so do you have like twenty thousand? Ah, eighty thousand. That's a, a lot nervous, of people. You know? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any rituals that you do before you go on stage? Like, nah, I, I kind of um. 
I mean, I smoke weed, shit, but I, um... <laughs> that would be my right I, I kind of, like, like I distance myself from everybody for, like, at least 15, 20 minutes or whatever before we start. Just stay and, like, be in my zone of, you know, don't talk to nobody or, you know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys are, like, party and shit, and they're like, oh, shit, we gotta go on stage. Like, ah, you know. Yeah. No, I'm like, yeah, and the guy You need the corner, your focus like, for a minute. Yeah, like, just kind of meditate and, you know what I mean? Find your vibe. Yeah, kind of, you know, it's like, I gotta clear my head, sort of. Yeah. And then once you go out there, you know, it all all the nerves, whatever, goes away, and then it's just, you're in the moment, you're like, all right, it's on. Just yeah. do this. This is what we do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If we have uh, sound problems, is a lot. That's usually the issue for a lot of musicians, whether or not you had a good or a bad show. <laughs> yeah, cause there were a few moments at Bayfest where it was like, oh, dang, they're bummed. It, it happens. Yeah. You know? the, yeah. It, the festival, sound there was a little a bad. A festival that's new. That was the first time at that venue, and yeah. you know, like you're, they're gonna go through some growing pain. And that's not their fault, whatever. Sometimes it could just be radio frequency in your in ears, and you know, just you know, because yeah. now everybody's on in ear monitors, so now you're using antennas, and you have to be on a different rate frequency than the other band, and whatever else is going on, and the house guys, and you know, yeah. Sometimes they get cross, and then your ears is just. You know, Dang, uh, I didn't realize just that one little step of it was so complicated. It is. There's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot going on. If I've you seen go, videos you go side stage for like a big festival, like all measure. everybody has their own board. Everybody has their own uh, in-ear um, wireless antennas and shit. You know, there's just a lot going on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's big productions, you know. But this isn't like our scene is not even close to like the rock scene. Like. If you have back in the day, you see like Pink Floyd, people right. like that, you should see what their shit was like. Incredible, like love. That's kind of what I want for reggae to be that level. Yeah. And make that enough money where you can put on that Pink Floyd kind of show where it's like the visuals are like insane, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Dirty Heads are doing good with what they're doing yeah. right now. Their latest show with all the all the LED walls and the screens and shit, that's the, that's the start of it. You know? yeah. I like how they have them elevated too. All of that. That's a, They're kind of at the forefront of doing that right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I love that. And their show is great. So like watching that, I could see like, yeah, this is what it needs. And then you add the other shit and like, I want it to be like Pink Floyd shit. You know? Yeah, I think I was kind of talking about that earlier with Jesse, like the the difference between the the monetary stuff. It's like Pink Floyd. There, there's is uh, like crazy. It's like none of us have that budget. right. None of us have that. The budget that you guys have in the reggae we scene is much we, different oh, yeah. than in the rock. Yeah, I mean, scene. Pink Floyd is a band that would sell out a hundred thousand seater. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. Like, so they're just making tons of millions of dollars every show. You know, yeah. They can afford to have all that, but I mean, we can. We're all kind of starting to do it on whatever scale we can all do it on. Yeah, that's been the idea of it of the visual with the music. Not just the band, you know? Yeah. It's like, put the visuals with it. Doing something it up dope. on stage. Yeah. And people, the the fans they love, love that it too, stuff. and it adds a lot to the show. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm and they remember it. We talked so about that. So the lights and the lasers and the video walls and remember all that. Remember the one show we went and they had the lights, the lasers, yeah. the videos? Yeah. I love lasers. We had lasers on one, I think last year we did a little run and we had like four, we only had four lasers, but that shit was badass. But yeah. I was like, dude, I want this every night. <laughs> That's cool yeah. though, because a lot of us have been to a lot of tribal seeds shows as well like i mean i could probably say 15 mm -hmm. maybe more yeah and yeah. and so you know you see see bands more often they kind of run together you're like okay these shows are the same so when you guys throw something like that yeah out we did we did some fans, we did some other like, out of the box we did some out of the box shit one time at one love we bought a whole string quartet that we Ooh, used our yeah own. On our 2020 sessions album so they came and played live with us that's cool so yeah. like shit like that was cool like yeah. hey damn we were like Damn, y'all got a like a quartet. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. And nobody will ever forget that. Yeah, it was like something that you guys special. Were up there yeah. Doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to you know keep doing that all the time, and also you don't want to burn it out. So. Yeah. But it was cool for that time because it was like whoa, like yeah. people have sometimes seen like a violin. Yeah. You know, one one violin, but to have a quartet and like Eric Hirschhorn was conducting them. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying like it was, it was kind of cool. That's I, I awesome. really like that. Yeah. Sounded dope to me too. It's very theatrical, you know. That I like that you can go extreme with it. I mean, that's one of the more extreme ones where you bring in a whole yeah. quartet or like Dirty Heads just adding the bubbles. Yeah, the bubbles are dope. And everybody. Yeah, talking. see, okay, the bubbles, perfect example. That's great, and it didn't probably didn't cost that much money. No. <laughs> but what a cool idea! It was smoking them and shit. That shit was yeah. badass. Yeah. You right. Know what I mean, I love that. Yeah. yeah. 
That was cool. And That's so, what I'm saying. So we got we can work with what we can work with our, within our budgets and do cool shit like that. Yeah, Daddy has being a good example of that. Yeah, and then like what you can travel with. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, obviously, it all comes down to budget and money, you know, and all that. But I think it's cool that it's starting to go there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you yeah. have high hopes for the scene, then. Like, yeah, I do. If it keeps going, the trajectory that we're on, and Soldier just winning the Grammy and all that, like, it's it's, it's you know it's a good time for this scene, this music, you know. Yeah. You started to say something earlier and I interrupted you because I wanted you to say it on camera. <laughs> but you were talking about how people are bringing their kids along. Like, I'll, and it's great because, like, I think this scene is cool because people are, like, in, like they're they're exposing their kids to reggae, like, and when they're young, like, your guys' kids, right? Yeah. You guys said they listen to reggae, too, and, you know, I see all these, like, babies with tribal seeds stuff on and stuff, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's dope, you know? So I think that that's the thing that would make it last. Like, if you get the kids involved, it's not just your parents' yeah. music, you know what I'm saying? Like It's like family say, music. I love it. But I'm a musician, too, and, like, you know, I, I grew up, you know, my parents listened to all that stuff, too. But that, to me, that era of music was the best. 70s was the best era for music ever. Oh, yeah, I ever. love that music, too. 70s, like, come on. In every way, you had, like, Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder and all that shit, too. Then you had, like, all this dope P-Funk stuff. And then classic rock was, like... King, you know, and then you had like the folk scene, like all of it was going. Sometimes on. it confuses me that they disco all wasn't my favorite time. era of that seventies, but <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they went disco and then new wave, and I was like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> but the eighties to me was great because that's when I, I was growing up and I got into punk rock, you know. Yeah. So the eighties punk rock was the best era yeah. for punk rock for sure. So I got to see all those bands play. That's what got me into reggae was why like Bad Brains, you know, bands like that, you know, um, that. Did punk rock, but also would throw a little reggae in there. And yeah. Stuff. First time I probably heard reggae was Bad Brains. I That's think. cool. Yeah. And a lot of us started in the punk rock scene kind of era. Kyle and, and Rymo and Miles and those guys for sure. And a lot of the musicians that I know that are in reggae, like reggae now, like started off in punk rock. Like yeah. This was our first, like, you know, and then it was kind of a gradual. I think a lot of it was because of the message. The punk rock we listened to was very political and very, like, socio-political. And, like, reggae to me back then was, too. You know what I'm saying? And right. Like, so a lot of the punk rockers started listening. That's why Bob Marley did that song, Punky Reggae Party. It's exactly what it was about. The punk rockers and the Rastas, like, partying together because they all had one same cause of basically fuck the system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I is love it? that song, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is it that makes it reggae, then? The drum beat? I mean, typically, um, people would say it's the skank. So it's the chop. We call it chop. Right, that's gonna be what people go. Oh, that's reggae. To me, it's all of it. It's the bass line. It's the drums. It's that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, because a lot of people had put that in their songs, like Hotel California by the Eagles, for instance. Yeah. Kind of has that vibe. It's not. You can't really call it a reggae song. Yeah. Because the bass line and the drums isn't really reggae. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's all of it together. If you put it all together as a whole, is what makes it like a reggae song compared to like a rock song or a pop song Got or whatever, you know? Just the overall vibe. Yeah, I don't think you can just throw a chick, 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 chick in there and it's necessarily reggae if everything else is doing something else, you know? Yes, okay. That's something people ask about It's got to be a vibe. Like... Reggae was a vibe together. Most of the guys that created it were all in one room together recording all at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it was just a vibe. And even though they made some mistakes and stuff, they would leave it in the records. Just because the vibe was there, like, no, man, it's cool, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I like that too, it, yes. yeah, like a lot of old Jamaican records. There's, you'll hear mistakes, you know. I know because we had to play with these artists and learn their music. And right, we, we're learning, and we're like, hey, did that guitar player mean to go to the bridge right there, or yeah, you <laughs> that guy went, but that guy didn't go. <laughs> but like, you know, you never noticed it until you really sat down to pick it out because it was just a vibe. You're like, damn, that groove, yeah. the groove is so heavy and dope, you know what I'm saying? You didn't really pay attention to all the little, oh, maybe that guy, oh, somebody messed up, you know? Yeah. So. Okay, I have one question that I have to ask. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Um, I'd like to say a dog, just because I love dogs so much. But they don't really live that long, so I'm going to go tortoise. A tortoise. Ooh. They live to be like 300. <laughs> so you want to live chill. forever. Not forever, but 300 is a good amount of time. <laughs> Dang, they have freaking powerful jaws. They oh, can I don't want to get bit like... by them. No, I don't want to get bit by anything. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like yeah, Me neither. <laughs> yeah, no biting. That's fair. Tortoise is a good one. They're also, 
like a symbol yeah, of wisdom. Yeah, and you can like just go in your shell, like fuck everybody, just you know, like tuck in, tuck in your shell. Nobody mess with you. You know what I mean? You're like protected. Oh, that goes seems along with your. Nice. Seems pretty, like, pretty cool. Your before show ritual: be by yourself and tuck in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, but then you could go party, like, yeah. hey, party, but then, nah, I'm not partying anymore, and then, you know, partying. For a long time. And, I mean, you do have, like, a just forever long career that just keeps on going and growing, too. <laughs> man, so. I, keep, I hope it keeps on going, man. I hope you guys keep on going, too, because you guys are doing great things. Well, thank you. Yeah. All the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> time for a smoke break. Yeah, bitches. <laughs> Grab your bongs. Pack it full. You could grab drinks. Whatever you do, pick your poison. Want to join in on the fun? Come join us on Facebook and become interactive with the cast and other listeners at A Nameless Production. Every podcast comes with a themed video, which are a really good time, on youtube.com slash namelessrules. Hope to see you there. Don't forget to subscribe. And come back every Sunday, barefootradio.com. Check out our website at dirtysisters.org. What you guys are doing is awesome. This is uh, this is awesome. You know, I've listened I've listened to your guys' music for a very long time and for us to have this opportunity to sit Thank down you. with you and pick your brain and hear all these stories. Yeah, it's yeah. freaking Thank cool. You. Well, I'm glad you yeah. guys invited me. Thank you. So it really is. It's like she said, we've seen you I mean at least six times this year. Yeah, this year. <laughs> 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 I gotta get you guys t-shirts for sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we not will all work. And they gave me this cool like... sword too, by the way. <laughs> That's why I'm holding it. I think it's pretty cool. We yeah. like to give people weapons. I know, this is dope. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get everybody to sign this. And Do it. put it in my house. I have a lot of art in my house. Oh, cool. Me and, me and my fiance. So like, I'm, I always have weird stuff that I get on tours and stuff. Just cool, weird shit. So yeah. That'd be cool. You guys have to sign it too. We will. Yeah. So you said you have a fiance. How do you, how do you like juggle having a fiance and being gone? She's so really much? supportive, and then she comes yeah. sometimes and fly out and meet me. She's coming tonight. Oh, cool. And then she's gonna come with us on the bus to Vegas. Oh, cool. And then fly home. Oh, and that's so fun. So you know, we, we we set it up that way. I'm not gone the entire time. We get to see each other. You know. Yeah. If you don't do that, it, it's really could ruin your relationship for sure. Yeah. Like if you're just like, okay, I'm gone for two months, and then I'll come back, and I'm gone again for three weeks, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. It could and you both kind of have your own lives. Yeah, you have to way. like you know make time, and then you know if you have days off, you fly home, or she can fly out. And we see each other, you know what I mean? We had a couple of girls um, on our Dirty Sisters page ask some questions. So, what was the one that Lindsay asked? Lindsay Gunther would like to oh, know. Oh, Melodica, probably. Yes. <laughs> well, she said that's awesome. So, yes. Of and course. Also, she would like to know if you could do voice reading or the recording for an audiobook for her and Sunshine. Oh, yeah, that would be dope. Actually, a few people wanted me to do that. Yeah, so. They're like, you should do audiobooks. I'm like, yeah. You should. Well, they have dibs on the first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Lindsay right. and Sunshine, I'll do that. Dibs on the first one. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Got it. What are some tips or words of advice you would give to up-and-coming drummers? Um, I would say there's a lot of things. Um, number one is, like, don't always just rely on being, like, the best dude. You got to be the, the cool guy that people want to hang out with, too, you know? And I'll say that for any musician. Like, try and be able to get along with people is the main thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as far as drumming-wise, always play to a click and practice playing to a click track because that's where it's at right now. And I know a lot of drummers that don't, like, I hate playing to metronomes and stuff, but you will have, the way the music business is, trust me, you're going to have to do that. Always practice with a click and be comfortable to play with the click and, and make it comfortable for you to play with a click. Because a lot of drummers do have a problem playing with a click track. Uh, in this day and age of music, it's like, it's a necessity. Um, and also, I would say play with a lot of people, even outside of your main band. Don't always just play with the same four guys play you know do studio work sessions and jam with other people and because that's what makes you really good you know what I mean right is to keep you know even though yes you have your main band that's your band that's fine but you know you know just in general and then play different kinds of music mm -hmm. even though you might have a reggae band and you're a reggae oh I play reggae you know what I mean don't only play reggae play other shit and you yeah. can bring it back to the reggae and try and implement I do a lot of that stuff in my drumming I'll take from other types of music or I'll see licks that like other guys will do rock drummers or or like a funk drummer or something, and I'll try and blend it into the reggae, you know what I'm saying? And make it my own type of, yeah. you know, expression, I guess is a good word for it. Probably. I know Lindsay was gonna ask about a melodica. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talked yeah. some shit on a melodica on Facebook one time. I was like, uh, it's really kind of annoying. <laughs> I think they're fun. I, I, do that, I do that shit just to stir people up. <laughs> and then 
it was like a thousand comments about Malarca, and so now everybody's sending me Malarca pictures. And oh, I saw it. so I, this dude was at a show, and he had two Malarcas, and he, I was like, I have to sign that. <laughs> so I took pictures of the Malarca. I was like, see, I don't hate it as much as y'all. <laughs> I think I had no idea what they were until just the summer. I was like, what the fuck is Well, that? now it's kind of like the, the running joke now. For a while, there, this lady one time, me and uh, me and Dan Kelly have a, a project we do together also um, from Fortunate Youth, and we go and we do a solo acoustic thing. We We've seen it. seen it before. And we have a song coming out, too. It's called Hope. we got a single that's coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah, so look for that. And we did a we did a show one time. And this lady just showed up with like maracas, and you know it's acoustic. It's really I'm doing acoustic percussion and drums, and Dan's on an acoustic guitar, and she had these maracas, and she was just chugga 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 chugga. Even when we stopped playing, you know, we we banter back and forth and joke around, whatever. Chugga 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 the entire time. My mom got kicked out of a concert with a tambourine once. I was like. God, can you please stop doing that? She would not stop. So it was like kind of a running joke. Then everybody was like, I'm bringing maracas to every show. And I'm just going to sit there and go, cha 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 It was funny at the time, sort of. And then it was funny well, now after. We're going to have a show with the maraca. At the time, I was like, oh, my God. So the melodica, Take her out of here. The melodica was the next level of the maracas. Okay. I really did think sure, that she was a, a great lady, by the way. I don't know her. Well, that's yeah. fair. I thought they were a kazoo. Well, it is kind of a kazoo. And I was like... The fact that you thought it was a kazoo proves my point. Oh, okay. It's a child's toy. Right? So for all the Lindsays and whoever... All the Lindsays. Loves the melodica so much. I'm sorry, Lindsay. She thought it was a kazoo. There you go. So I, All the dirty the, sisters this know whole, now. This whole... Amps, this she whole, thought it was a kazoo. <laughs> the whole question went good and bad. Because <laughs> he did agree. My bad. <laughs> to do the I mean, voice. Kind of what I've been saying. It's a kazoo. You know? <laughs> I do. It agree. just has buttons on it, but it's really a kazoo. It's a button kazoo. Yes. It's a bu- Thank you. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you I agree. For my point. <laughs> Hands down. It still sounds cool. It's fine. If you say so. No, but, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know. I just like to push people's buttons. <laughs> I have to go outside the box. Like a kazoo. Oh, you like that? Like ah, a kazoo button. No pun intended. <laughs> well, we kidnapped him, so we have to take him back to his show. Yeah, yeah. show night. So thank you for letting us steal you. Thank you for having me and yeah. all the dirty sisters out there. Peace. Much love. We all love the dirty heads too. Bo bo bo. Dirty Jerry, the whole crew. Bo bo. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll do a song together. That'd be great. Yes, yes. please do. Do it. Yeah. Please do. I'm all for it. It was really cool getting to hang out with Zeb. It that it was one of those moments where we both kind of. We're sitting in our studio and we had him there and he was such a cool guy and it just felt like hanging out with a friend that both of us at different times were like, oh wow. Yeah, but before that it was even cool because so earlier in the day uh, they hit us up and they were like, hey, do you think you can uh, follow us over somewhere and, and give us a ride back over to the studio? And it was it was so cool, like just giving them a ride, like helping them out a little bit. like. Just, I was like, all right, I'm your Uber, like. <laughs> oh, yes, the whole day, it started where I was gonna meet Melissa at the studio, we were gonna go over to where they were doing the show because it is very near the studio. We were gonna interview them and then go on our way or do whatever. Right. Melissa hit them up to try and work out a time and they asked, they had their cars and they wanted to store their cars somewhere and so they were like, hey, since we're all gonna be together anyways, will you follow us there and then just give us a ride back and then we'll do the shit. Yeah. It was fun. It was cool hanging out, like, just, like, as friends. And I think that's one of the reasons the interview was so easy, too. Yeah. Is because we hung out before for a little bit. We got to know each other. Like, kind of, you get to know somebody right away. Like, what their demeanor is. Like, what kind of questions you're going to be able to ask them. Yes. What, what your, um, your friendship is going to be like. He was so easy to talk to. Yes. And just ask all the questions because dang, he's been around a long time. All of his answers were really insightful and I don't know, kind of helpful. Yeah. It, it's not about like how big the work you're doing is, it's about doing the work continuously and never quitting and just doing it. If that's what you want to do, then you make sure that you do it. Yeah. You make sure you're doing it all the time. If you can do that, go do that then. Yeah. That seems to be his work ethic. <laughs> big picture is this. 
you can do whatever you want to do. You literally can, as yeah. long as you work for it. Like, the sky is really the limit, like, if you really push to do whatever you want. Like, like every time we interview somebody, I feel like we're, it's a, it's a next level. Like, we really want to do things and do better for the world and help people. And Well, like, I, that's what it is. It's every time we get to talk to somebody, we get to bring them on to, hey, do you want to help us do a bunch of nice, wonderful shit? Yeah. With, your music and you and everybody yeah <laughs> yeah dang you guys see where we started in a garage just being like what the fuck are we gonna do all right let's push record that's how i feel today <laughs> well, jesse is not feeling well she's had a very very hard life but also month and today has been extremely difficult i feel like my life has not been that well hard. i just because when i <laughs> think about other people yeah they have weight i don't want theirs at all right no, I'm, I'm fine with my story um but today was a hard one so I, it's nice to go back and like revisit the whole interview with zeb because it's more about motivation and just keeping going and yeah, shit will bring you down. Yeah. It's okay. Keep going. You know, that's not what you're here for is to be down about it. But dang, today it was a physical blow, an emotional blow, a family blow, a personal blow. Fucking blow me, right? Jesse wasn't doing any <laughs> blowing. No blowing. <laughs> but yeah, um, we had some family stuff that, you know, I'm not at liberty to share and I'm fucking bummed about it. And then I thought I had a date, <laughs> and I don't. And I can't walk. I almost got stuck at my kid's school, and I had to send my kids to go get my cane. And that happened today. I broke a pipe today. And also a really big thing that we've been waiting for um, has been canceled again and i know that that's not supposed to get me down because our business stuff is just business stuff but it does get me down because we are waiting and i fucking hate waiting yeah <laughs> and you guys should know that i am the most impatient person and i and i have to wait so that i can do something properly for our next business move and so we're waiting so that we can get the proper information to do it the right way. Yeah. But this meeting keeps getting changed and I'm like, huh. and so all of this news came to me within like a 45 minute span. And I've just been kind of dealing with all of it since then. <laughs> and also being a mom, I have two kids here that are spying on me right fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> I was having fun playing with the kids today. <gasps> Speaking of kids, I went to Disneyland on Wednesday to uh, celebrate my grandson's first birthday. My husband and I, we were able to get him his little first Disneyland hat. You know, the Mickey Mouse ears where his name's on the back. Yeah. You know, it was it was a cool day to take, like, pictures of yes. him at Disneyland. So when you go to Disneyland, you need to either stand in these really long lines which are like two hours long a two hour line no matter what ride and then the lines the faster ones you have to book times yeah and i didn't know that you needed to book times like so what you do is you would have to go in and make sure that you get all the rides set up so that you have a certain time that you can do it but i wish that i would have hit up michelle at wonderland travel plans because dang michelle would have been able to help me out and help me figure out what i needed to do to make the trip less stressful yeah. we didn't ride a ride until probably about two o'clock it's a small world ride we were in it's a small world ride line two times and both times, like, we got, like, halfway through. And so our daughter texted us last night at, like, 1130. And she's like, we finally got on the It's a Small World. I'm like, you guys are still there? So, yeah, she must be, like, really, really loves Disneyland because, or she got her money's worth for sure. I mean, that's one of the things. It's yeah, really it's expensive, like, too. So Michelle can definitely probably hook you up on some good deals and maybe some packages and help you figure out what your plan for Disneyland is so that it's not stressful when you get there with your family. Yeah. Got it. So. so. We haven't said so in a long so. time. Remember we used to say that all the time, so. Yes. Sometimes 
makes me sad to like go back and watch and see the things that I stopped doing. Like I don't, I try not to share fun facts anymore. I don't like just say gross shit anymore or text people gross thoughts anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, You're growing up? No, I'm just boring and sad now. <laughs> Dang, I wish it was more. You know, alive. this weekend I got told twice that I talk too much. I was like, dude, I don't even remember fucking saying anything for like 10 minutes. That's weird. I know. I, Are you talking about what when we were in the car? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. We were like, well, how would you rate our, would you rate our Uber? And, and he, he's like uh, an eight or something for yeah. talks too much or something. And we're like, sorry, I don't remember saying anything. But then they started talking about how like they never talk when they're in an Uber, which is funny because I talk in Ubers all the time. I don't talk in Ubers. Yeah, when, right when I get in, I'm like, I want to know who the hell this person is. But we've met these people before, and so it, they weren't strangers and we weren't an Uber, no. so I didn't think it was weird <laughs> to talk to them. And then I also got told that my text messages are too long and that people don't actually read them. So I was like, all right. Well, whoever that is can go away. <sighs> so, Those aren't the right people. Fuck. Dang. It was a rough day. It is for her, and I'm just here, like, to give her hugs and weed. Fuck, I don't want to be a cripple, and I don't understand humans, and... Oh, okay, speaking of fucking not understanding humans, so we interviewed Zeb. I ended up going to the Tribal Seed show. It was right up the street. Yeah. And I live very close, much closer than Melissa. To yeah, I, I drove home. So she went home, I went to the show. I know, I know, I know. And so that's why I couldn't walk back to my car because I went to a show. I know, I know. Fuck <laughs> me, right? Don't do fun shit, it'll hurt. Nobody will give a fuck if you whine and cry about it because you did it yourself because you went to a concert. So I did that and- um, I let her whine and cry. People in Riverside are fucking weird. And I'm from this town. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and fuck that. I'm sorry, but there is a reason that we drive our asses out to the beach to fucking Long Beach and Huntington and San fucking Diego all the <laughs> and time. Sarah, wherever because, oh my God, yeah. Well, she can tell her story, but I have a rule. And my rule <laughs> is I don't go anywhere in downtown Riverside out after 10 p.m. That's Ever. not even late. Ever. What? After 10 p.m. Whoa. So. It's Thursday night. The sound was amazing. <laughs> the bass, you know, I fucking love it when you get up there and it shakes your hair and it just feels so good. So um, the sound was even better than Bay Fest. Sorry, Bay Fest. <laughs> yeah. And the show was wonderful and the bands have great energy. The people in Riverside do not have great energy. I can't it might have been Mike Pinto, or I don't remember what interview it was. Somebody came out to Riverside. It might have been. I think it was Mike Pinto. I'm pretty sure, too. If we're wrong, I apologize to whoever said this originally on our show. They were like, man, the energy in Riverside is different. Like, are you guys high? <laughs> and yeah, they were. But I don't think it was weed. <laughs> completely different and I'm not like <laughs> I <laughs> this is our town we're allowed I'm allowed to say it like I've lived here a very long time and I know the rules the rules are you probably shouldn't be in downtown Riverside after 10 p.m. okay but it was 8 p.m. <laughs> well for me and around 10 p.m. <laughs> I started looking around going wait a second I didn't know that Tribal Seeds was a makeout bumping and grinding band like at one point Six couples around me were dry humping, and I just was like, this song's about weed, isn't it? And I look, I look at Dora Lee, who was next to me. I ran into a bunch of people that I knew. So Riverside is also the place where everybody just shows up by themselves. Everybody was just there, solo. Hey, hey, who are you here with? Nobody. Just me. I just came. Oh, me too. It was basically a total mindfuck, because I thought it was like donor music and you yeah. know like all of my friends who I know are also acting as if it is stoner music but then around us everybody's like oh yeah 
And I was just like, wow. I need to look up the words. Yeah, so I'm, I've seen tribal seeds a few times. I'm pretty pretty bummed, though, that I didn't go. But then also I'm like, all right, the coolest shit happened before the show to me. In my opinion. You can't top for what happened yeah. before the show. It was just a cool adventure and we were hanging out. I will say he is fucking correct. No lights on the drummer. Oh shit, I have a celebrity in my car. <laughs> Are the girls gonna be running after the thing? <laughs> like, ah and he's like, nah, they don't even see me. There's no lights on me. <laughs> yes, yes. And so <laughs> Yeah, he was like, nobody knows what I look like. There's no lights on the drummers. <laughs> and so Uber talk. Exactly. This was this wasn't when I was talking too much. No. This was <laughs> <laughs> This was a different Uber time. <laughs> Which is still funny. I wasn't yeah. really offended. It was funny. <laughs> All right. So I was super stoked because I brought the Tribal Seeds hat to the studio yesterday. And I set it off to the side and I forgot about it. And when Zeb was here, Jesse grabbed it and he signed it. And I'm super stoked because this is like a community hat between Demir and I. And so I went home and I was like, look, babe. And he's like, you got our old sweaty hat sign, and I'm like, it's the best because then we can still wear it, right? It's yeah. It's not all like brand new, and I have to put it up on the wall. Like I want to sport this shit because I'm super excited about it. I mean, He's a big deal. I it it felt like an honor to be able to like drive him around and have him in our studio and have that trust from him. Yeah. It felt very nice. Yeah. So Jesse, uh, also we give uh, swords out to our guests. And Jesse's dad makes swords. And one of the swords And canes. Uh, Jesse gave him one of um, the swords that we have. And I was really excited because he's like, get he, it. He had us sign it. Uh -huh. And he said he's going to have everybody sign it at Reggae Rise Up. Oh, yeah. So he was super stoked. You guys saw him. He held his sword yes. the whole time. <laughs> I freaking love that. Okay. Giving presents is one of my favorite things in the whole world. When you give somebody a present and you could tell they like it. Oh, yeah. I fucking love oh, yeah. that shit. I'm a gift giver as well. And receiving them is very hard. There's a lot of pressure. <laughs> giving <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Why did you give that to me? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do or say. <laughs> You're all unwrapping it. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was a sword, you'd be all, whoa. Oh, yes, like he was. Yes. <laughs> because everybody loves a good sword. Yes. And it was a freaking cool sword. Um, so we will have updates on the sword, hopefully, because that would be fun. Another update. Oh. Bung holes. <laughs> Bung holes. Uh, so <laughs> we have... We have to talk about butthole sunning again. Yeah, because, okay, so um, a lot of people listened to our episode and there were questions. People yeah. <laughs> literally had questions. So, And some of the questions are the same as the ones that I have. Yeah. People agreed with me. And so I was like, see, I fucking told you. See, validated. <laughs> okay, if you look up on Google, go Google it right now. I mean, you can do it. YouTube will just be that little square. Oh, you'll be, we'll be at the bottom. Can you see us when we're little? Hello, are you looking? Uh. <laughs> um, so if you Google, I guess, butthole sunning or butthole charging, it's called it's called charging because the sun is supposed to charge you up. Like Wally. <laughs> well, you know, like all the all the cool <laughs> Yeah, like Wally. The little noise and he has his little solar panel and it's your butt. Yeah. So your solar panel is your butthole, and that is what recharges you. So according to, to some internet sites, yes, and beliefs. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> I, for, I forgot. So, so if you Google it, it it shows you a very specific position, and you, and it's naked people because you have to be naked to show your butt. So I guess if you want to see naked people too, you could go look at that on. Google. <laughs> 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 well, um, it doesn't so, show you butts. It shows you people laying on the ground in the nude in dead cockroach position. Is that like fucking grabbing their ankles? You have to like that. Both of them. Yep. And both of them. Yeah. I'm not doing both of them. Just up in the air. 
and Melissa and Josta. <laughs> that seems wildly unnecessary. I am sorry, but like, there are already nude yoga classes where a bit of downward dog, that butt's up in the air, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, maybe da a downward dog. Maybe that would be an easier one. Or what's, is there one where you like, with my hands like this and just do that. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just bend over. Then she like that, that way. Yes, and so Crystal, well, I guess she was like, holy hell, would your arms get tired? And I was like, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. How are you gonna get charged up if all the blood is draining out of your extremities just so that your butt can get a little bit of some <coughs> infinity. All your blood's all in your fucking body. No, I don't think this one will work. Yeah, you can't. If you just freaking... I guess if you just like... <laughs> sit like a dude and just have your junk all out. Like... <laughs> you a little bit. But you want to get your butthole is what I'm saying. Like the I feel like it would. I don't know. <laughs> I have a huge ass. <laughs> I feel like it would. Jesse is going to have to... Make sure the next time she's home alone, she goes in the backyard in and jail. tests this. I live on a hiking trail. People can see me. I honestly, how would you like? Hey, also, there were a lot of people who say they know how to do it already. So <laughs> I... Yes. Bravo, bravo. Some people that we know do it. The butt shaving. Whoa, that was weird. Is it still coming? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, it is. I forgot to put airplane <laughs> mode. <laughs> I think that's what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. We have really cool stuff coming up. We have other things that we've been working on. We're waiting on help on something and... We all know I struggle accepting help. <laughs> and so to have to like wait and be so patient and... Like, Melissa already told me I'm not allowed to talk to anybody. She no, like, I do all the business stuff. I handle all the talking to people. I fucking wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no so, idea, man. No idea. So, and then she was like, oh, I need help talking to people. I'm going to ask Josta. <laughs> Thank you, Josta. Thank you, Josta. Oh, my God. Josta is going to get, like, the biggest bonus ever when, like, we have make money. Yes. <laughs> and also, you can hire her. Yes. Everybody hire Josta she's to do your good booking. Um, she's gotten a lot of experience. She's talked to a lot of artists. She's um, doing a lot of things. She can handle your books or what? She can handle your calendaring. She can, she can handle, handle me. She can handle <laughs> Jesse. Dude, she puts up with Jesse. She uh. puts up with me. So. I'll go... I say yes, but <laughs> tell me again. What, 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 what <laughs> I'll be there. What, what are we talking about again? Huh. What day? <laughs> exactly. But hey, that's that's we're all working really well together. That's how we know that um, we've got the right people on our team. Yes. We work hard. The more artists we know, the more we can share all of the different good things that Dirty Sisters has. Yeah. So we have the cleanups and we have the Compassion Project and we have the Buzz Club and we have the concert meetups. And so there's a little bit of everything within Dirty Sisters that each artist is like, wow, that's fucking magical. Yeah. See, I said fuck again. That's why. That's why what? You talk to the people. Oh, I say fuck too, but I say it like less. Less times. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, we're also a nighttime show. Yeah, so that's why we're allowed to say fuck right now on the show. And butthole. Congratulations on 55 episodes. Oh yeah, 55. We got to 55 really quick. Um, things are like moving quickly and... Um, I have to move quickly. I have one day to edit. Yeah, so Jesse will have this ready for Sunday. It is Friday and... <laughs> I'm gonna cry. She gets to go lay down and do that. <laughs> Instead of lay down and doing anything else because she does not have dates. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Fuck! <laughs> I'm not kidding though. <laughs>
I got shot down. But in all in all, the thing is this. I don't know what the thing is. <laughs> Say something. Uh, nice try, buddy. <laughs> I'll try again another time. It's fine. <laughs> Peace out, fuckers. Later. <laughs>